Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to AMP by AMA Omaha. I am your host, Jordan Maddox-Kopp, your president of AMA Omaha this year. And today I am excited to chat with a fellow member of AMA Omaha, Carol Sprunk, our co-VP of sponsorship and a serial entrepreneur. Carol sits at the helm of many successful local businesses and joins us today to talk about the intersection between entrepreneurship and the world of marketing. Carol, welcome to AMP. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I Carol, even wore my AMA sweatshirt. I know she did. She's actually wearing her AMA Omaha swag today. And uh, Carol herself is uh, not a stranger to the world of podcasting. She has um, Coffee with Carol podcast that she does with one of her businesses. And she'll probably fill us in on another podcast that she's working to launch pretty shortly for yet another business. Um, But when we were thinking about some interesting topics to bring on to our podcast, it immediately came to mind the idea that so many entrepreneurs are wearing so many different hats, and clearly the marketing hat is one of those. And if we wanted to talk to somebody about how you reconcile the world of running a business with actually trying to market your business, there's really no one better than Carol. So (laughs) I'm going to uh, start here by asking Carol to kind of walk us through um, the several businesses that she's involved with locally and give us a little bit of background on each. Sure. Um, well, if you don't mind, I'm going to, I'll start with a little background on a business I used to have, which really launched me into everything that I'm doing now. Um, I had a cleaning business and it was by complete accident. I, it wasn't working out in my day job, my, you know, with, with kids in daycare and everything else. And so I ended up, um, cleaning that business and, uh, stepping away from the daytime job, which led to other cleaning businesses, like other contract opportunities and stuff. So I went from working like a normal eight to five job to kind of controlling my own hours. And um, doing that, I really wanted more. Like I was never satisfied. That's probably like my, like my, one of my characteristics is I'm never satisfied. Um, so started another job in a management position in the printing and, uh, newspaper, uh, industry and came across edge magazine for sale and knew I had always wanted more, you know, and felt like because I had run a successful cleaning business for a few years that I could do this. And so second mortgaged my house to buy, um, edge magazine. And, and that process took a year and a half. And, um, it was really a trying process, but if it weren't for the hustle of the cleaning business, um, I cleaned 34 toilets a week, uh, to do, to make these dreams come true. And, um, yeah, so that 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 kind of launched into Edge and into the publishing world, and I loved the concept of having my own brand and and growing my own thing. And so eventually, I I started a coffee business out of my love for just coffee and bourbon, uh, called Clout Coffee, 
Um, and no time, like, you know, I, I like to do things the hard way. So relocate your family from a uh, small town to city, starting a new business, um, but still needing to pay the bills. So you go to another business as well that provides you a paycheck. Uh, so I'm also an insurance agent with Farm Bureau Financial Services. Um, yeah, I mean, like one thing led to another and I always choose to do things the most difficult way possible. <laughs> That's why we love you, Carol. That is why. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, clearly you have a diverse background in lots of different industries and you serve as leader in some very different industries. I mean, insurance is largely a a service type industry, a, a non-tangible product. And then on the other hand, you've got your actual tangible goods that you're selling with your coffee line. So how do you find between all these different services and all these different products to things that are the most similar in the way you look at promoting and marketing your items and your services and the things that are the most different? Um, I think, first of all, like you can have a, a variety of businesses, but they, um, all of mine, I feel like they leverage each other really well. So um, I think that that's super important to leverage everything and then take the, the areas where they're different and just figure out how to complement it. I mean, if that makes sense, that's Actually, in talking about finding ways to to complement things, that immediately brings to mind for me um, the way you handle your advertising relationships with Edge um, mm -hmm. and how it, it stretched far beyond just a printed page. Can you right. kind of explain the Inside Edge program that you've developed and the ways in which that came about and how it has furthered your relationships with the people who advertise with you? Yeah. No, absolutely. My, um, my goal, like as a business owner and as a brand launcher, you know, like my dollars are tight and I need to make the most of them everywhere I can. And I also know that when businesses make the choice to partner with Edge through either Edge or Dine magazine, because that's the second publication that we have, I want you to, number one, feel like you belong, like feel like you belong with us and how can we add value to the relationship? through print, through events, through social, digital, et cetera, et cetera. Like I want you to want the contract to continue with us. Yeah, which is excellent. Excellent. And I've, I've attended a couple Inside Edge events and I can tell you guys, they are always a ton of fun and you really do walk in there sort of seeing the value of having a promotional partner actually put your name out there in the community and invite people into your um, yeah. establishment. So I've, I've really enjoyed that whole idea of stretching the way you look at traditional advertising to find additional value for people who partake in the traditional advertising. Right. So, of course, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is how do you think just from your seat as business owner and entrepreneur, how do you think that a traditional entrepreneur is the most like what somebody would think of a traditional marketer? And how do you think the two are the most different? So I think they're very similar in that they have to be um, both proactive and reactive. They have to be innovative. Um, they have to not be afraid of a challenge. And I guess where they're sometimes different is uh, sometimes entrepreneurs are like, say you make, you know, um, 
I don't know, shoes. That's your, that's your passion. And that's what sets you on fire. Like that's what gets you up every day, but you don't know how to sell those shoes to anybody. You just know how to make them. That's where, that's where the lines cross, you know, um, people who are in marketing are very passionate about screaming from the rooftops, the brand. And sometimes people that start that brand don't know how to do that. They're, they're very passionate about it. They just don't know how, I mean, they're just screaming inside their business, but marketing helps you put it on the roof and helps you just spread it everywhere. Right. So I think they're similar with their goals, but the outcomes are, are sometimes very different. That's a really good way. I kind of, now I'm just picturing somebody standing inside their shop, just screaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> just look at, check out these shoes. They're so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you are thinking about your different businesses and you know, you are the leader of these businesses, do you find that you wear one hat more often than the other? Do you think you're mostly on marketing or mostly on operations or mostly on customer service or mostly on business development or mostly sales? Like, do you find that your time in particular is consumed most by one of those seats? Or do you think that you're sort of sprinkled evenly throughout? I think they're sprinkled evenly throughout and it depends on which business because like with, and also where my passion is. I mean, clearly I'm passionate about my businesses, but um, like the coffee business being so new in startup requires way more operations. Like I'm trying to get new brands off the ground within the, the coffee division. And edge is also changing its model too, because we can't just be print anymore. Like I have to figure out how to bring in different revenue outside of print um, and insurance, you know, we're navigating a, a crisis in our, in, in the whole world right now. And not a lot's changing um, people aren't interested in making so many changes and stuff now. So you're, I think you're navigating your environment, the time of the year, the position of the brand. Um, and so you're, you're just, you carry 15 hats with you in your car all the time. You're like, which one do I have to put on? But sales always precedes everything else. Like without sales, you have no business having the rest of it. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So with that in mind, and as you look at, you know, starting from a one person business, whether it's, you know, the first time that you started, um, like clout coffee and mm-hmm. clearly right now, that's mostly a single person operation. You've got some good helpers in your household and friends yeah. and family. But, um, as you look at scaling a business like that, how do you see, um, the entrepreneur building out from a single person shop to deciding which specialists to bring in when, and mm-hmm. I've been able to sort of apply how you make those decisions in any of your other businesses. So that is, it's scary because, um, starting out, you know, uh, finances are super tight. And so you're, you're having to figure out what comes first, you know, the chicken or the egg. And it's, it's really hard. Um, what scares me most about my coffee business, for instance, is that we are hitting a point where we will need, um, to grow our team. And it like, I want those people to be just as passionate about it as me. Like that's, that's my biggest concern is I don't want it to just be a job for you. In fact, um, everybody that's on my team, whether they're in the magazine um, or in the insurance world, they're not just doing a job. They're part of it. Like I, I believe that a true leader um, isn't afraid to, you know, 
step down from the front of the boat and help row the boat in the same direction. And we want to make sure that everybody's rowing in the same, going the same way, but, you know, don't be afraid to step up and lead and make a decision, but um, you just want everybody on your team to be, you know, in your corner. That's excellent. Um, so what would you say right now and what have you found to be useful in the past for sort of your go-to resources for advice as it relates to marketing your businesses as you have um, been in very different industries and had very different experiences with each company? Have you found that there's one place or several places that are like the biggest source of continual reassurance or information? Um, so I think there's several resources. Number one is talking with other business owners. Even if they're outside your industry, they're dealing with similar problems. Um, I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of books. I read a lot of books. Um, sometimes they're even like self-help books about just your mindset and your attitude. Sometimes you need an attitude adjustment and you got to figure out where to get that from. And, uh, and this is why I joined AMA. Honestly, I, in fact, when I joined, I was like, I wonder if they're going to think I'm weird because I'm not a marketing professional. I'm a business owner, but like, I feel like all these people could be friends with me because we're all going to, we're, we're all marketing something. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love it all. I love the networking events. I love, um, I just, I think there's resources all around if your eyes are open to it. I completely agree with you. And I think it's actually refreshing to kind of see the diversity in the membership that we have in AMA Omaha, because it isn't just people who are standard by the book, nine to five marketing professionals or people who, you know, bill themselves as a marketing professional. It is a bunch of different um, takes on sort of the industry. It's the business owner coming to us looking for ways to expand their creative thinking, or it's the sales leader coming to AMA Omaha looking for ways to better engage with their own marketing department or find ways to support their marketing department or speak the same language of their marketing department. So actually, I think the diversity that our group offers is actually one of its probably biggest strengths. Well, and it's a, it's a group full of people who are passionate about what they do generally. I mean, it's, I would say that's probably my biggest shock with AMA is finding these gals and gentlemen too on our board, you know, that will uh, put in efforts outside of normal like business hours and um, you just, you're, you become friends and, and, you know, resources. It's awesome. You know, actually, and speaking of boards and other associations, I know that you're also quite active in Rotary, and I'm wondering what kind of perspectives that that group brings to you so far as being a business leader or being a community volunteer. Mm -hmm. The Rotary's, um, I guess, like, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, like main slogan or what they stand by is service above self. And I believe that to be true. And I've always... Um, Someday I might need to be the recipient of help. Uh, so so I, I want to help others when I can um, and, and kind of pay it forward. But when you get together with, with Rotary, like you, you go through the four-way test. Um, is this the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Is it beneficial to all concerned? those are like mantras, you know, you, you have to be a part of, uh, I want to be around other people who have those same 
goals and, and you really have to have, I don't want to just go to like networking groups. You know, I want to go somewhere where I can be part of something and Rotary is very much something I'm part of. That's fantastic. It sounds like a really good group and it fits your yeah. personality to a T. So that's good yes. stuff. Um, I actually also wanted to talk to you about other sources of inspiration. Um, I know that you are, you know, very focused on professional development and growth. So what kind of books do you find that you have turned to and actually gleaned some lessons from? Um, so I, uh, like, I love things by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I have been, I, I listened to a lot of audiobooks. So there's, I'll, I'll look at a book title closely and decide, is this one that I want to read or listen to? Like, because it's going to, it's going to have a different impact on me, but I, um, the power of habit, the seven habits of highly effective people crushing it way of the wolf. Um, the books by Jen Sincero, you are a badass. I love that kind of stuff. Um, start with why girl, wash your face. Um, those kinds of books, and I'll listen to them more than once because um, I feel like you can get like in a slump and, and you need to pull yourself out of it. And what did it last time? And, and, you know, constantly, you know, finding something new. I agree with that. I think a lot of times people, um, people will pick up a book and they'll read it and they'll glean some lessons from it and then they'll put it back on the shelf and not really refer back to it. And um you know, just like in my personal business experience, I have seen a lot of success when, um, for example, the leadership team will all read the same book and will be tasked with, you know, trying to implement to the best of our, our ability, a couple of principles from within that book. And then a year later, we will revisit that same book and say, where are we in these principles that we all decided we would work on together? And what are the next principles we're going to employ so that it really does keep everybody sort of funneled in the same direction? Right. No. And that's, um, I recently started this like book club where we, the first book that we went through was called Indistractable and a great book. Like I, we just, I finished it, but a great book on how to control your attention and choose your life. It's, it's amazing. Like I, sometimes people say, you know, I don't know how you do it all. And I sit and I think I'm not doing enough. I got to fit more in. I got to figure more out. I'm just, I'm not content. Yeah. And then maybe you're, maybe you're doing a little bit more than you even realize. <laughs> Cause I definitely, I mean, just knowing Carol on a personal level, I can tell you, I definitely look at her and think, how does she do all this? Where's the energy come from? But um, the things that Carol chooses to focus her time on are all things that are passion points. So she's right. sort of found that secret sauce of you might be, um, what would be considered conventionally busy, but it's busy with a mission. Well, and lots of coffee and bourbon. <laughs> lots of clout coffee. Yeah. Lots of clout coffee and clout bourbon. Coffee. <laughs> so, and also speaking of books, um, I hear that you are writing a book of your own. And I kind of wanted to pick your brain about how yeah. you got that notion started that you wanted to pursue being an author and what sorts mm -hmm. of resources and steps you've tapped into to make that dream be begin its path to reality. Yeah, so I, um, the book is called Seed Money, From Doubt to Clout, and it is about uh, my life, like just some of the things I've 
I've gone through and overcome and, and what I uh, want from my life. And seed money is, is something that um, is a, is a topic that's always in my head, you know, like if I had X number of dollars to do this or to do that, like, what would I do with it? Um, but at the, at the beginning of every year, I sit down and I think like, what do I want to accomplish this year? And then for the last couple of years, writing a book has been something I've been passionate about. And I can actually, I can thank like Fernanda in AMA because she wrote a book and I had coffee with her and talked about the process and, and I got started with the same book writing process that she did. And I, it is such an accountability and a, I just wouldn't choose any other process than this right now. I'm accountable for doing very specific things on a weekly basis. And I've got a creative editor that I'm working with. And I just had my book positioning call yesterday where we, uh, talked about basically um, a portfolio mindset and how that creates a lot of tension with some people that you, um, some people would tell you, you should be good at one thing. You should get good at like one thing and you should constantly fine tune it and, and revise and, and just make that one thing even bigger and better. And I believe that you should make lots of things great because even in our current situation right now, look at how many people are unemployed and what are you doing about that? Because if you are an employee working for an employer, um, if they had to lay you off, they probably didn't want to, you know, I mean, it times are tough and, and, you know, for each business it's different, but I believe in having a diversified, um, business, um, businesses and ways that I spend my time to earn revenue because you just never know when one is going to dry up um, mm -hmm. or stop. And I don't want anyone or anything to ever have control over my ability to earn for my family and my own future. And so that was really like yesterday was a great pivoting point for this book for, uh, for me to really make a stand for it. Like this is exactly what this book is intended for. And it is to give like hope and inspiration to other people who maybe feel stuck or, you know, are shamed for wanting to have a side hustle. No, I want to cheer those people on all day long. She, she is the queen of the side hustle. I can tell you that. <laughs> Like I said, yeah. boundless energy for different projects. And I really like the way that you frame it within the perspective of your energy is also your control, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are yeah. in control of your destiny and you are con constantly diversifying the ways in which you're in control, which right. is a really interesting way to look at it. Well, it's and scary. you know, if I have a, you know, one, and I've, I've got a great team with Edge and I think every single person on my team has something else going on, a different, a different hustle. And I commend it. I do not expect anyone to do any certain thing at this very exact time. Uh, I think you can work everything in that you, you know, if you want to, and I want people to want to. Yeah. And I, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, 
that sentiment a lot. I think that especially when you are trying to build um, a lean team, right? And mm-hmm. the most um, strategic team you possibly can. Um, people who are super talented are going to be drawn to working for people who are super talented and they're going to have the exact same ambitions that you do, which right. is to have those side pursuits and those additional things that keep you motivated and keep you focused and keep you sharp. Yeah. And I, I love it. Like I was visiting with a friend the other day who's thinking about starting something and I'm like, Oh, I'm all over this. Like, let's, let's brainstorm this. I want to help you. I want to see people succeed like and win. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of succeeding and winning and, you know, being able to have celebrations, like actual celebrations. Yeah. In person, you mean? In person celebrations, unlike um, (laughs) recording our podcast here via Zoom, which is everybody's go-to hangout these days. Um, What do you kind of see your companies, all three of them, their roles in whatever this new normal might look like? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, it's interesting for each one. From an insurance standpoint, nothing really changes. People still have to have car insurance and homeowners insurance. Um, I think this is where Farm Bureau's products are, you know, they shine through because um, when you have an agent that you can speak with that treats you like a person um, to make sure that you're insuring things adequately. You don't want to pay too much and you don't want to be paying not enough either. I've been the recipient of being in a car accident that didn't um, go in my favor a lot of years ago. So I like insurance is expensive until the day you actually need it. But so I, I don't see any change there. As far as clout goes, it's an e-commerce business. And, um, you know, I've, I'm working to get it into more stores and on shelves and stuff, but that's actually grown for me. It's, it's a, um, growing on Amazon and Amazon didn't slow down much you know, in this. In fact, they'll come out of this um, probably, you know, of of higher worth than than before because we realized the ease of getting things delivered to our front door in two days notice. Um, And the, you know, the media business, while I'm passionate about print, I understand that there's, there's a whole slew of other products and what really um, breaks my heart sometimes is businesses are so passionate about what they do and they don't really understand how to, how to scream it from the rooftops. And I want to help be that, uh, liaison. I want to, I want to sort of step in as, as your, um, like mini marketing department and say, what, what is smart for you? Because maybe print isn't smart for you. It's a branding tool, simply. Like if you are expecting to have X number of sales through your print marketing, there's no way to track Yeah, it's it's simply a branding tool and it's a way to just, it's passively marketing. So what are you doing to be actively marketing and how can we help you with that? Is it through a digital marketing campaign? Is it through a video branding? Is it through you know, social media management. And so I'm trying to bring together all those tools to have this really massive media business that can not only help clients with what they actually need and want to accomplish, but have a whole variety to choose from. 
That's excellent. And again, you know, just to put another plug in for it, you guys need to keep your eyes open for the next Inside Edge event when, uh, when we are back to a point where uh, society yes. allows us to congregate and um, celebrate one another's accomplishments and um, one, and just being able to gather, period. Um, Inside Edge events really are something quite special in our community. So I, on behalf of AMA Omaha, want to thank you, Carol, for your time today and for sharing your story and your passion with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and for including me and in, in part of the team. Like, yeah, we should be pretty much packing right now for a leadership summit that we're not getting to travel to. And last year, that was just so amazing to be, you know, part of that and to feel the energy around it. So for those who are not involved in AMA, like you really need to give it a chance. I'm fully in support of that endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Jordan. A part of Media Production.